0: Greetings, fellow citizens of Disneyland. I have a very, very special episode for you. Philander and I have recorded an episode inside the walls of Disney's California Adventure. Today's episode sounds a little bit different because I don't take all of my recording equipment into Disneyland. Uh, They frown upon that professional grade of recording equipment. But nonetheless, you can hear us and the sounds and the excitement of being back inside of Disney's. California Adventure as an extension of Downtown Disney as we wrap up the most bizarre Disney year in all of our lives. One of the things I've been doing to keep the magic alive selfishly for myself, and I love to share the magic with others, is my 1313 13 Disneyland live streams. That means the 13th of the month, me and my crew get together and I create virtual Disneyland. Last month, we did Disney's California Adventure Holiday Special, where we did all things Christmas, all things holiday inside of DCA, Well, Sunday, December 13th, we'll be doing it all over again, but this time it's the Disneyland Christmas party. So all your favorite traditions that you've always done inside the walls of Disneyland, I will be recreating those in virtual Disneyland along with you if you join me over on YouTube at Adventures in Design. And hey, show up for the Disneyland Christmas party on the 13th, but then keep coming back for daily Disneyland news videos Monday through Friday, I've also been doing live streams from downtown Disney and inside of Disney's California Adventure. And I've started a couple different series. One series talks all about the drama of reopening Disneyland. Another series is about your annual pass. What do you need to know? What are the the signs that are telling us our annual pass is going to be a thing when the park reopens? And lastly, I've started a new series where I show you all the new things that have happened at downtown Disney. It's evolving and changing at a fast pace, just like before all this insanity started. So if you like the way that I create the podcast, it's that same level of professionalism and excitement over on my YouTube channel, Adventures in Design, putting up videos pretty much every day, Monday through Friday. So what do you say we get started with today's episode, Philander Butler and myself recorded inside of Disney's California Adventure? It's a little bit shorter than normal, sounds a little bit different than normal, but it's a little bit more special than what we've been able to do because you can hear it in our face mask covered voices that we are excited to be back home, and to be back home for the holidays at Disney's California Adventure. It's episode 44 of Disneyland for Designers with Philander Butler recorded at Disney's California Adventure. And I'll let you know this. This is episode 44. Something big, something big is coming at episode 55.
1: Friends, friends, friends. I know you think Philander and I, I mean, I know Philander and I go to the park all the time. (laughs) Uh... But this time, it's a little bit different because we're, like, really, really in the park. Not like Pandemic Park, like old-school... Well, <laughs> kind of Pandemic Park, but we're in. We're, we're sitting in here. We are in. Here. <laughs> we are right now. Our location, no theater of the mind. Uh, we are sitting right in front of the closed down soaring over California. Oh. And I'm going to go California.
2: There you go. Always. Legends never die.
1: Never, never. So, philander. What has it been like to step inside the park tonight?
2: It's like, it's like hugging an old friend. Yeah. Like, while things are, obviously, a lot of safety things are in place and a lot of care is being taken with mask wearing and markers on the ground and plexiglass, it's, it's, it's like an old hug. It's like seeing a friend you haven't seen in a long time and jumping right back into it like you're just catching up.
1: That's the thing that I found is that it's very different the first 30 seconds first minute or two mm-hmm. like all these feelings come over you like oh my god I'm back in the park but the part that immediately makes that sort of dissipate is how familiar it feels instantly
2: yes it's like stepping in it hasn't even it didn't even feel like it's been was it what are it on eight months now yeah like it felt like oh I just took like a really long vacation like we're so familiar. And for any of you that have been enough, you feel, it feels so normal. Yeah. And I was, I'm even commented when we walked in, like, cause you know, being here in the evening, it, it feels normal because it's, it's hard to see the masks that everyone are wearing because of the, the lower right. light. Right. So as you know, we're walking down Winavista street, I see the people in front of me walking and I can't see their mask, and it it felt like just another day in, like, September, not too busy because of the, uh, you know, them trying to keep the capacity Now It feels like a normal night.
1: Yeah, it has a a locals-only vibe to it, you know? I mean, we've all seen the park when it's completely, like, just full of people. Mm -hmm. But as locals or, or, you know, people that come here on vacation that have access to be here late at night, I don't want to, you know, eliminate people that aren't right around the corner. Yeah. But you get this... You catch these lucky Disney nights where there's not a ton of people in the park. And it feels like one of those lucky nights. Like, In many ways, I know we don't have attractions or shows or characters, mm-hmm. but it does feel like a VIP sort of experience.
2: Yeah, it's like, I think over the years, everyone's gotten used to Disney being so busy all the time that we're we're, we're more surprised now when we get a slow day yeah. at the park. than we are like, oh, of course, Racers is two hours. Of right. course, Guardians is an hour and a half. Like, whoa, Racers is only 45 minutes today? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow, Guardians is 30? It feels like one of those kind of nights where you lucked out on your drive down. You can actually do the rides that normally you'd be waiting hours for. Right.
1: I I tell you, the thing that I'm most impressed with is how, you know, this sounds funny to say. I mean, here's the thing. (laughs) I'm just going to talk to the rest of this podcast. If you want to be a skeptic, be a skeptic. (laughs) I, I just can't placate to both crowds right now, but... I'm going to go ahead and say that they were very generous with how much park they gave us. Yes, yes. Because Buena Vista Street is to Carthay Circle. Mm-hmm. And we go pretty deep, like halfway into Hollywood land. Yeah. Uh, we're at the very edge of Grizzly Peak Airfield Condor Flat Center, which is one of my favorite places to be. Never know what the name of this land is. But, I mean, <laughs> we are we are... I I was shocked when I came here on opening night about how much park they gave us
2: yeah it was surprising because I um, I think the most surprising for me not only was of getting to be this close to to Soren, but how deep uh, we got to go down the uh, the performance corridor yeah like all the way down to Avengers Campus and you can see the uh, Cars Land sign like that I I really appreciate it because you know, I don't think even think like that last those last like maybe thirty feet. They really didn't have to have the rope go no, that far down. No, and I appreciate it because it's almost like they know the type of fans that would appreciate just like oh, I can see the pier from here now, or right. I can see the Cars Land sign. Because I I think we had talked about oh, they're gonna stop. They're gonna put a rope right up at Carthay, like how they do rope drop in the morning. Yeah. Or this is gonna be right at the end of smoke jumpers. But um, yeah, it's it's. I think right now, too, I think you put it best. We talked earlier. Like, we'll, we'll take everything we can get right now. Sure. And one extra foot, one extra inch, one extra look at something that we haven't seen in eight months, we'll take it all.
1: Well, they set it up perfectly because it's a nice footprint. There are some things that aren't open yet, like Off the Page and Gone Hollywood, mm-hmm. that I feel like after Thanksgiving weekend, they'll say, Now Off the Page is, or uh, Gone Hollywood is open. And I feel like Off the Page will follow suit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're looking at Humphreys that's still close. So there's, like, things that they can open up in this footprint. But then when the footprint goes an extra block, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when the footprint goes a little bit farther, that's going to feel very special, uh, too. And talking about the performance corridor past Carthy Circle, Avengers is not done.
2: Not done.
1: And they didn't even have to let us see it. Nope. And, and we walked past it tonight, and it was our very... First time for both of us, seen it with its stage lights on at night.
2: <sighs> show lighting it, is
1: that show lighting?
2: Yeah, I got a little tingle. It
1: looked beautiful
2: because they are lighting it and testing it to see how it looks. Because that's a big part of Imagineering, like you know, the just like how we love talking about our sight lines, aiming those lights. How does this building look at nighttime? What kind of lights do we like? Just oh, and it, it looks great. That was my first time seeing it in the evening, and it's. It looks great, and I can't wait to see that lit up with the uh, Guardians lit up behind it. Uh, like
1: the, the cool thing about seeing Avengers Campus lit up tonight is that all of the concept art has a very, like, blue hue to it. Mm-hmm. And seeing it tonight lit up, it has that blue hue. Yes. Like, it looked more like the concept art than it's ever looked before because mm-hmm. everything has this blue, like, sort of sheen to it shine, you know, of like the Avengers logo type yes. thing. And uh seeing it lit up tonight was like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. And I have to say, uh J D showed us a photo <laughs> of the the vehicle that we'll ride on in mm-hmm. the, the web slingers. And that really changed my opinion on that attraction. That vehicle was a lot more than what I was anticipating. That looked very cool.
2: Yeah, I think people are gonna enjoy it because unlike something like um... Buzz Lightyear or Midway Mania, you're actually stepping into a thing that has a covering overhead. Yeah. So it's gonna feel a bit more elaborate than those do because it's an actual vehicle. And very, you know, if you can think off the top of your head, how many vehicles have a thing that goes over your head on them? Right. It's not that many, but that kind of gives you this feeling like you're you're in something, uh, and I think that's gonna uh, uh, allow or add to the extra like immersive nature of that attraction that you feel like you're you're doing something that's considerably more than you anticipated prior.
1: I also thought, too, that, you know, because Spider-Man is a urban character, mm-hmm. you know, it takes place in, a, in like, a New York City-type environment, the fact that his car that you would ride on looks like a train, mm-hmm. it you know, it just feels very subway, it feels very urban, so it even matches his whole character that way versus if you got this little convertible thing, you would immediately <laughs> be reminded that you're in an amusement park.
2: Yes, it feels like it matches the environment that he's used
1: to being in. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, you know, I I think a real sign of the times, and this really blew me away this week, was when they announced that the spider bots Mm -hmm. were going to be sold before the land opens up. Yeah. And that just, I think that really, from a business perspective, that really struck to me, man, we are are in some different, different times Mm
2: -hmm. when
1: merchandise is getting released for a land that they know they can't get to for months now.
2: Yeah, those spider bots are gonna be a big deal, very similar to how people love the customization of like lightsabers or droids in Galaxy's Edge. The spider bots are gonna be a huge deal, especially if you can imagine coming off of web slingers where yeah. the whole point of the attraction is you, you know, webbing them up and stopping them, then going to the gift shop and seeing them. That yeah. you know, I'm thinking of back to eight year old Philander, that would've <laughs> <laughs> I, that would have been me running right to my mom and dad saying, I need one of those right now.
1: Yeah, it, it just, it goes to show like what an awkward time they were at because they thought that attraction was going to be open, mm-hmm. middle of the summer, so they had been planning on selling probably hundreds of units oh, every wow. single day between now and back then, and also the next month it was going go by, I mean, people come here on vacation, Avengers Campus was going to be the thing, Yep. and so seeing that happen was just like, oh wow, that is a real indicator of just how far we've drifted away from normal.
2: Yeah, all the planning that has to take care of. You're talking about the teams, the men and women who design all of it, then putting it into mass production. So you have just pallets and pallets and pallets of these things waiting for that opening day. And then it's going to be get sold as more yeah. units come in. And I can just see these warehouses that are just absolutely filled with thousands of spider bots that would have been sold if the land had opened up in July like it was supposed to. And they just, they just keep coming in. And I'm sure they've stopped the shipments by now. Yeah. But at this point, and like new production has stopped. But you still have just, what I can only imagine, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of units that need to get sold. And, you know, what a great treat to have that available just in time for the holiday season because i can think of a few kids in my family that (laughs) (laughs) would would appreciate a spider vibe. says the
1: the grown man wearing a spider-man hoodie right now so a couple of kids uh, you might want to round up on that
2: yeah you know maybe aila my daughter needs one you know and i can play with with her you you gotta
1: get two so you can see the head pop off when you make (laughs) the eye contact um think about the poor family that won the bid on the spider bots job. And they're like, oh. we're going to be making spider bots for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a of money. They're like, okay, we're going to stop at the first 200000 oh. Because the poor Spider-Bot family, I know I've now got them envisioned to be like a cottage industry of like a little family.
2: <laughs> they're making all of them out of one little <laughs> shack. <laughs>
1: but with, with them having to, you know, work around and do that... It, it is, in a way, we're getting back to normal times. And I mm-hmm. talked about this in the Thanksgiving episode that I put out last week. That one of the f- fun things about being... Sorry, folks. I'm talking with the mask on and it's killing me. Um, one of the very fun things about being a hardcore Disney fan is how things are always changing here. Yes. New attractions, new snacks. Uh, you know, a new part of the park gets repainted and gets rebranded. Yes, it's
2: living. It's breathing. Yeah, yes. The
1: SimCity aspect of it is mm-hmm. so special. And we're really getting back to those times where, you know, Monday I'm driving to get my coffee and I get this text alert, spider bots, AP event. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just starting to feel more and more normal, even though it's completely surreal that I'm being like, oh, they're so generous giving us one street of a, of a empty amusement park. Mm-hmm. But it is starting to feel like a normalcy over things and that new things are developing, and new things are happening. So it's just like you and I getting together and coming in here tonight, it does make this crazy world feel a little bit like less anxiety-ridden for
2: me. Yeah, and then obviously the compliance of the mask wearing here, like oh. it, it feels nice to be in a place where I don't have to like even be thinking about it. Obviously, I, I feel the mask on my face, right? But it's it's nice to know that it's it's being done here and it's being safe and and it, it truly does feel like old times. I remember looking online the day when Buena Vista Street opened the crowds or the people that were showing up, it felt like a new attraction was opening in Disneyland. Yeah. Like this is what it looks like when a new show is coming or a new ride or new land. And then now you have a new drop of merchandise, like a, almost like the new Halloween or Christmas merchandise. And now you have, I'm sure there's going to be a big day when the fans come out to get those new things. And even though things are, are definitely different, you're getting to this like almost somewhat normal type of Disneyland. Like I feel very, this all feels very similar like New merch, new something new that causes all the fans to try to come out to see it.
1: Well, if you look at it, we had the Wonderground disappeared in the Star Wars pop up shop. Mm-hmm. Game. Then weeks later, we had uh, Studio 17 get converted over to the backlot shop. Yep, then we got the announcement for Buena Vista. Then it actually opened. Now we got the Spider Bot dropped, it's gonna go so for the first time ever, AP people get a early advance to get Avengers Campus merchandise. That's right. And I mean, and you know, I'm not going to kid myself, none of these are like Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. But after having nothing for months. I'll
2: eat it up, like Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) way to be on brand. This, (laughs) this just feels more normal and the fact that we had no downtown Disney, no park for so long, Mm -hmm. that it's just like we're relearning our expectations and I kind of, I'm not mad at it. No, it's, it's becoming to feel very comforting.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like that slow drip of like things because beforehand it was a constant like just feed of new things coming. You know, uh, Avengers Campus or some new new merch or a new show or new characters in the park or an update to an attraction, and that kind of like drip is coming back just in a very different way. That even though it's it's different, it feels. Like it, it feels there's like a similarity to it that's almost hard to describe where, yeah. it, you know, seeing people here lined up for popcorn and sitting down and eating churros. And that's the smell of the churro, really. Yeah. Like those things have it, it, it feels like it has I've, like I wasn't gone that long.
1: And, you know, tonight uh, we were watching families patiently wait in line to get a photo in front of the red car trolley mm-hmm. uh, with the, the back of Hollywood land behind them. And it was just so fun to see a family at Disneyland posing for a family photo. You know, and they all have their face mask on so that it'll be a a very unusual thing to look back on. Mm -hmm. But there's just little things happening that are just making all of this feel more like it used to. And for me, that's paramount because I just, I love this as a hobby. I love this as a thing to follow along with. Mm -hmm. And when it, when the pandemic first hit and just everything at the park went away. Yeah. It just was a big hole in my life that was yeah. missing. And, you know, tonight is the first time I've been able to come. And, like, I knew today when I woke up in the morning, I'm going to Disneyland, and I'm hanging out with a friend today. Mm-hmm. And that's just unbelievable.
2: That's how it feels, yeah. And I think there's also, like, the part of it, too, where, like you said, it just disappeared. Like, there's a difference when you get to say goodbye, when you let it go on your own. yeah. But it happened so suddenly that people didn't even get a chance to kind of, like, you know, And then I think the fact that, too, we foolishly thought it was going to be two weeks, so we're like, oh, you know, what a little break for vacation from Disneyland. No I mean, big deal. They then
1: they going to, oh, this would be perfect. We can get a lot of construction <laughs> done
2: for summer season.
1: Uh, what did we know?
2: But, yeah, it's. I think it was the fact that we didn't get to, like, we didn't release it on our own. Like, right. There's a difference when you choose not to go, or I'm not going to renew my passion right. this to save right. money. Like, I'm making that decision. Having it just disappear all of a sudden, that's created that, like, that vacancy that we're like, oh, my gosh, you know, and... Even if you're not someone who just, you know, had to crush every ride or, you know, went to go see only shows, just even just being here sometimes, you know. Uh, and I think I can see Bricky now in my head sitting with his Starbucks, you know, on a bench, you know. Let's even, do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> we I'll, can do it now.
1: If this podcast is over.
2: <laughs> We're going to cut it short Good here. Good night, everybody.
1: No, I mean, I had a comment over on YouTube. And, you know, a lot of people were very excited to see the park reopen. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people like, I don't feel safe going, but it's fun to see other people in there. Yeah. And I know you and I have been watching people out in Walt Disney World just yes. to sort of get that fixed. But I had somebody say, um, you know, uh, some people can wait until all the attractions are open and it goes back to normal. hmm And it's like, well, that's fine. Some people yeah. can wait. But to me right now, everything I love about the park is open. Mm-hmm. The sounds, the lights The buildings, the landscaping Like, I love the way That the park feels when it's running Yes And that does exist right now So I can go a year Without any of the attractions or characters or shows Because I just like being In this bubble
2: Yeah, Same here, take it from me Take it from somebody who probably Let's just say on a a given week would ride Pirates of the Caribbean probably four times a week Um, Yeah, I don't you know, I'm, I'm 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 good. I I know that I know that attraction inside and out. You don't miss old Dirty Foot. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that foot again. But yeah, there's such a uh, Disneyland is so much more than the entertainment. There's there's beauty in just the space, and there's there's seeing people having fun again and fun safely, and uh, seeing the architecture, hearing the music, smelling the smells. You know, even just sitting here talking with you, like. Like it, this, this there's a there's a normalness that I even you know six years from now you and I will be doing the exact same thing. We just have a mask on our face, and yeah. the fact that we can do it now is a blessing, kind of really in itself. Because you know, I, I think back to like halfway through this point, you're just like, God, where is this going? When is it gonna end? And you know, after hearing about you know. It, it, there were the guidelines you're like oh well boy that's we're this done. is gonna this is it yeah for yeah. a long time and the fact that you and i are sitting out here outside of sorn despite not having not getting a chance to ride it despite
1: any Sorn happening yeah
2: it's <laughs> it, there's still something very tangible about being here right now and even if i came with Bricky and all the riders open i don't need to ride sorn i rode that thing like five times a week when i was working like I dude, I could come here and I could come here and do exactly what we've done tonight mm-hmm.
1: because the attractions are phenomenal. Yes. I love I love experiencing them with new people that haven't done mm-hmm. it before. And I love catching up with old friends and having that fun. But I think what people at our level of loving this place would have in common with us is Disneyland's not a theme park to us. It's yeah. our neighborhood. Yes. And being in this neighborhood and knowing every street, you know, think back to when you were a kid and mom and dad gave you like, you know, for me it was, you can't go past the Riverside Water Tower. Mm -hmm. You definitely can't go past the Ohio River because you'll die, dummy. (laughs) And you can't go past Allison Lane and you can't go past the, 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 where the neighborhood ends on the the east side. Mm -hmm. So I had these four parameters and inside of those four parameters, I knew every street, every house where every kid lived, every trail in the woods every alleyway behind the houses and disneyland is that for us it's a neighborhood where you and i mentally could walk anywhere we need to go and yeah we can't get to all of it but just getting a little bit of it back goes mm-hmm. to show the, the positivity of 2020 if you look for it it feels amazing to have what we have tonight
2: yeah like this coming back like it's, it's it feels like feels like home and there's minor differences but I can tell you, it's, it's, it's definitely not nearly as drastic. You know, we know what's missing. Right. But that still doesn't take away from what we have here now in front of us. Yeah. And in a year of, you're like literally no other, from, I, I would assume, everybody who, you know, who is was alive back when...
1: I've done this before, but I, I
2: haven't this <laughs> since. It's my, my fourth pandemic.
1: Yeah, hey, I, I, I spent a year in a bubble.
2: Uh, <laughs> it was a weird thing. But in a year like this, to have us to get this, almost like this little gift... You know, before the end of this year, kind of closes out is great. You know, and then who knows what how much more we're going to get? And I pray we continue to get a little bit more. You know, I would love off the page to open up. You know, uh, you know, before the end of the year, Gone Hollywood, or maybe we'll get a little bit further. Maybe it's Cars Land next that yeah. comes. You know, and sitting at flows like oh. just <laughs> and and just looking at Cadillac Range. Not even though if you can't do racers, but getting the opportunity to just sit there. And enjoy the space. By the way, and I love I, it. I, I realize oh, that
1: Little Redneck, Mark Brickie, right and Philander, I would, I would we, love that. we grew up I across from each other because our our he was at Flows and I was over at the Racers. Our origin stories <laughs> clash. <laughs> but origin stories That's where they met. This is a hard thing to really think about, but putting things in perspective, if the entire park would have opened up,
2: it'd have been too much. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be. A drip. you got to test these things out and that's just I guarantee you, even after the first night, we're, they're already making adjustments and yeah. decisions are being made to make the change because you put plans in place, you know how people are going to react to them, and it's a process you don't blow it out first Disney no. is known for quality and for, you know, and and for making sure that their guests are getting the absolute best experience, and you can't just throw it all open because you're doing a disservice not only the guests of being unsure but the cast members as well so and then you also condition the guests to this new type of disneyland throwing it all out at once like that is like really getting tossed into a pool it's too much yeah it's just too much and you get this like slow drip of getting more and more and more and maybe you don't come back until it's all open i totally get that yeah
1: there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm.
2: But, but this is, like, still... It, it, it's still great, especially for, you know, us guys who live close enough to make a trip because I'm thinking of all my, my, my big fans who, who haven't been in a long time and they don't know when they're coming next because that's a big deal to fly out just oh, for yeah, Vista yeah. Street.
1: Yeah, I don't... Um, I would not recommend yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely not that. But um, for it being, you know, a less than a, an hour drive for yeah. you, yeah, I, I think that it's worth it. And I also think that, like... This little bit that we've got, it feels very comfortable and it, it flows into downtown Disney. It feels incredibly safe and it'll just be fun to get whatever little extra that we get. And who knows, we could be at a moment where all of the streets of DCA are open. Yeah. Or I mean, they might even get into a weird moment where they open up the web store oh, isolated from goodness. Avengers Campus just. Because they've invested so much, mm-hmm. and I mean that would be a very 2020 or 2021 unique experience. But yeah. Philander, I I like this experience so much that I'm starting to now think, and this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I like <laughs> saying this. I'm starting to think that I don't think Disneyland needs to open, mm. and this is my take. And I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Disneyland is a timeless classic. Mm-hmm. It is the idea that revolutionized theme parks and and got the whole thing going. I don't think that it needs to be tainted with these type of memories. I think DCA can hold enough people. I think it can entertain enough people. And I think that it's the proper amount of Disney for these times. But the more I think about like a weirdo Main Street USA where you have to walk the wrong way or this way. And you know, Main Street, yeah, uh, or Disneyland in general it's, it's annexed in It's 65 years old. Yes. It gets away with a lot that you could never do today.
2: Oh yeah they'd never build a park like that today.
1: And I, I would love to hear your thoughts but I'm just starting to settle in. I think that this is enough mm-hmm. for locals. Yes. Because I also feel that like opening Disneyland up will bring people on planes. Yes. You know from far away. Because mm-hmm. that's how much it means to the world. And I just think that if they can get by with doing this, I think we'll be all right.
2: Yeah. If if they told me that it's like almost giving someone a, uh, like a, you could say like a Sophie's choice of, we'll either give you Main Street to go along with of Vista Street, or we don't give you Main Street and we give you all of DCA.
1: I'm going all DCA. Yeah, I would
2: go all DCA as well. As much as I, you know, as much as you want to see the castle again and things like that, I would rather be able to get a, uh, you know, to circle the park here and yeah. enjoy this space, as opposed to just getting Main Street USA. And I, I agree with you. Like, that's it's definitely a hot take, but I can I understand keeping them separate. About having Disneyland not open until we can get it yes. the way that it's is, meant to be. Is meant to be like or as close as we can remember to. Yeah,
1: that. and also too, like I, and this gets into like a business perspective, which I I always love talking about the Disney the. The business of Disney. The
2: Walt Disney Company.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I think that you don't let people walk into Disneyland free ever. Oh, no, yeah. Ever. I, I just think that that's not how something like that works from mm-hmm. a business or a marketing perspective. So I know people right now are like, what? he's insane. <laughs> but I mean, if you really look at this from a design, marketing, and if you match it up with Disney's core values... I, I think that Disneyland just sits shuttered and rides the storm out
2: mm-hmm. yeah this kind of atmosphere right now is perfect for the local scene it's not worth like you know flying in from out of out of town um, it, it it fits perfect and it leaves Disneyland is almost like this thing to look forward to yes you yes because I think a Disney fix is is a Disney fix in a sense that it doesn't need a specific thing it's right the, it's a feeling that comes from being an environment. Because I, I feel I, I can understand people having different like feelings toward both parks. With obviously, I'm assuming Disney ones being stronger, but there's still an overall feeling to this resort, yeah, that you get from being here that you can get just from being inside DCA and leaving Disneyland to like just kind of wait it out till, till we get there. Because I, I, oh, to walk the pier right now. To just, even just to circle it with the lights on, oh. to hear the music. To feel like you're at a carnival. Yes. Or, or to sit, like we said, in flows facing the racers. Oh, just the lights on. Sitting in
1: your neighborhood looking over at mine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, standing across from Mermaid, looking across the pier to, you know, uh, Midway Mania. Have all, the, have all the lights be on. What a great, like, a great way to sit down with, like, a meal and just enjoy being in the space. The music's on. You're with your family, with your friends. Like, that. that's enough yeah. For me in the times that we're in right now And I know not everyone will agree with that But in a year where so much has been taken away And so much has been lost This feels special to even have this now
1: You know, I said this when I came in here last week There was a many points in 2020 Where I never thought that what we're doing right now would happen Yeah, And yeah. for it to happen feels amazing and, and really a Christmas wish come true And I... I think that opening Disneyland would just bring out too many people, too much stuff. And, you know, getting back to what really celebrating what Disney's been able to accomplish here mm-hmm. is keep in mind, friends, like they were planning this and re- like within five days of opening, they got the word from California, cut all your capacity yep. in half.
2: Oh, I, I just a hard, like driving a car and literally having to swerve at the last minute. Yeah.
1: and And as always... They, they go slower than everybody else. They don't. They, Disney doesn't jump on the trends as fast. I mean, I'll give it. You know, Knotts is, has done a great job of doing different ticketed events and really opening up their park for sure. Disney's going slower, but what they have done is that their brand quality. And I just I, I found this to be an amazing experience.
2: Yeah, this this is it. It's it's great to be able to have even just this little space right now and the logistics involved with managing it and having people come in and come out safely having not a lot of people in stores like it feels right and, and you you know people will have decisions about whether or not they want to come down and whether it's essential or not but it's here and it feels safe to be here which is yeah. more than I can say for many places oh, that I've been still um, the safest
1: place in my life yeah right
2: now. to go grocery shopping or whatnot or you know just going out to pick up a pizza is it feels like you know it's like a lawless you know and, you know, how you feel about it is one thing or not, but just, like, the safety thing, like, how I feel personally about being out, like, just taking care of yourself. And I, I love that here I can sit with you and talk about Disney and hear this music of Vista Street and not have to be concerned about, yeah. about you know, what's going on. Like, 18 people didn't walk by me with their masks under their chin because right. that's not a thing that happens here. No. So Disney has always felt safe prior to covid times and it feels just that safe again right now
1: i mean and i would argue that it feels safer now because the world has become perceivably a more dangerous place yeah and in here you're in that when you and i parted ways at the the reopening of downtown disney Mm -hmm. i got back to my car and i felt that that rush right of being went
2: through your body of being alive again
1: (laughs) and i have to say uh coming out to the park it's weird it's strange it's different but it makes my life feel like it used to and for yeah. that I'll be very very grateful two other things I'm grateful for as we part ways with all of you and get in and enjoy this little special episode that we cranked out um, I now have been to Pandemic Disneyland twice as many times as Philander <laughs> and tonight ladies and gentlemen I got to show Philander around what,
2: what this looks like,
1: Pan DCA. I got to show him all around
2: it. I got a tour. Yep, so that's rare for me. Put that in your plaid vest and smoke it. It's nice to be. A, it's nice to be a guest every once in a while. You know,
1: I, I don't want to make you feel like you're at work. So I, you know, <laughs> until things get back to normal, you're in my world.
2: All right, it's, I'll take it.
1: It's a it's a Disneyland street fight. You're down at my level. Hi <laughs> right, friends. I hope that our optimism led you. Uh, it's something to realize if this is something that you want to do, or maybe you're just getting a contact buzz off of off of our buzz. But we are in the park, having an amazing time, and and after bringing people here synthetically mm-hmm. for so many months, yeah. it is such an honor to actually bring people back in.
2: The virtual, you don't have to go virtual all the time anymore. No. At least not on Buena Vista Street.
1: Dude, I was telling Philander that the first little bit going down Buena Vista Street, I've done it so much in virtual digi- Disneyland that my brain was glitching, like, uh, uh like I Like, I was looking for people that I recognize inside of Virtual Disneyland. Like, the people move in here now?
2: It's like, oh, it's not, like, Frozen anymore. No. I can actually interact with people. And,
1: and the lights change. and I don't have to keep pushing <laughs> buttons. I'm no longer the Wizard of
2: Oz. Refreshing.
1: <laughs> Alright, friends. Until the next time I see you here, inside of Disney's California Adventure, I'll see you back on the podcast next week. Thanks, Philander. I appreciate it, bud.
2: Of course. Anytime.